Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the FIA World Rallycross Championship, presented by Monster Energy and by me. I'm Neil Cole. Hello and welcome. Thanks very much for subscribing to the podcast, for downloading it. Uh, it'll be very useful to us if you tell your friends and rate it on iTunes or whichever podcast provider you use. Later on in the podcast, we'll have chats with the winner here in Estering, Kevin Erickson, and an interview with Matthias Ekstrom, the new FIA World Rallycross champion. It's been an incredible weekend at Estering uh, in Buxtehude in uh, northern Germany, just next to Hamburg. If you can hear noise in the background, it's because we are at OMSE, Olsberg's MSE, uh, who are celebrating today. I'm joined at the table uh, by Andrew Coley and, of course, Andreas Eriksson, who is in charge of this outfit. Now, one of the nicest reasons to be here is A, it's a winning team today, but B, you've got one of those amazing fire heaters like we see like in winter rallying that you just gather around to try and thaw out because it's really warm in here, which is great. Andreas, congratulations. Uh, tell us about this weekend and what it means to you that your son won a round of the World RX. I don't think it's so much my son winning. I think it's about the extreme forces. Uh, a couple of years ago I'm, I'm trying to make a new generation of rallycross drivers and I've worked really hard to do that. I started with the lights, I, I really believe in the lights, I, I'm trying to get new star drivers through the lights. I've been having Kevin that won today as, as one of them obviously. Today I felt I, I get some kind of receipt that what we've done before actually pays off. So uh, for me this is a historical day. Uh, this is the first time, actually the second time, I win with a rookie for the season. I won with Rainis 2014. It, it, it's been amazing. The nice thing for me is that these guys, you, I mean, you, uh, you call them second generation. You know, I, I like to call them career rallycross drivers. As you say, not, not crossover guys. I love this sport because of the crossover guys. Like, I'm excited that maybe an F1 driver or uh, a, uh, a MotoGP rider could come here in future. But I love the fact that when they come here, they're going to get it handed to them by a bunch of kids who've learnt this sport from the ground up. You can't come into this championship and win straight away. It's too competitive. You know, Solberg took 10 events, Loeb took 10 events. These are legends of, of motorsport and they come here and, and the guys who've done Rallycross beat them. It, it, it's great. You've had all the, you know, Nick and Backer at the back here tonight, career Rallycross drivers with OMSE. For me, the sport is about the driver. For me, the sport is about the want to be the best. Uh, if we want to create these young drivers to be superstars, they need to work together. They need to want to beat each other, but they also need to respect each other. So that's what I'm trying to, to teach them, and I'm, I'm so proud of them. I've got a few quick-fire questions for you. How good was that move for Kevin round turn one? That's quick-fire question number one. I think that's... I mean, if you look on the history books, I think that will be the number number one move for the whole <laughs> yeah, for, for five years. Yeah, I said gold medal and, and better than Liam around the outside. Liam, if you're listening, I'm sorry that that move was epic, but Kevin might have outdone you today. Number two, how many beers have been drunk in this tent already tonight, <laughs> and how many do you think will be drunk by the end of the evening? Is this awning going to get packed away, or is it going to be a mess in the morning? I have no more money, so I uh, <laughs> I hope it calms down. <laughs> Right, number three, as you've had a few drinks, can you tell us any secrets about what you're going to be doing next year in the World Rallycross Championship? Uh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm working really hard. I mean, the level of the sport is increasing all the time. I'm, I'm continuing with my young boys. I'm trying to do something new for the future. I, I'm really working hard to get something done for 17, but I think it's more 18, likely. Um, 
Yeah, we, we obviously we want you know all the inside gossip, but that's that's good enough for me, Andreas. Thank you very much. Yeah, Andreas, uh, it's great to see the team celebrating and hear them around us because I think this celebration is going to go on late into the night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so from like father, like son, from one man who has won at the Estering to another one. Here's my interview with Kevin Erickson. Great start by all six cars. Solberg though is level with Ekstrom up towards turn one. Ekstrom's going to run wide. Up the inside, Kevin Hansen, absolutely no mercy. Kevin Erickson all the way around the outside. That's an outrageous move. I'm inside uh, one of the trucks. What would we call this? Yeah, the, the yeah, where everything, you know, the, the, the garage, the, the, where all the mechanics sleep and yeah truck <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice because it's plush it's all wood and leather and it's very quiet in here which is good and i have next to me kevin erickson now kevin uh, as i came in you were watching um the final i guess yeah the laptop so you feel free to play it and we'll just um talk us through <laughs> so we just turn the volume down a little bit because there we go so here you are on the start grid now why were you watching it back is it because you can't actually remember <laughs> no i mean when it happens you know you know you just take what happens so it's good to see how i did it and yeah so, so this is you off the start line yeah. so we can see extra in front of you and petter on the inside now this is the move that everybody is talking about <laughs> including petter solberg where you went all the way around the outside of the current world champion and the previous world champion and led out of turn one now that was an incredible move let's just pause it yeah what on earth possessed you to go around the outside no you know i had two plans this was my backup plan my my, my first plan was to try to get in front of kevin up to the first corner uh, you know try to get in behind petter mm -hmm. uh, but everybody was so even in the start so and you know if i i would have been if i tried to go in i i wouldn't have you know, the back row guys would have just taken my place also. So I would have been out fifth or sixth. So then I could, you know, try to see what happens. I mean, it doesn't matter if I come out sixth or if I'm standing, you know, there still. Mm -hmm. when, when you're in the final like me, I'm not racing for the championship. I just wanted to, you know, make the podium. And uh, so then I just tried it, you know, and to be first out of the first corner is in rallycross is uh, you know a huge advantage also this circuit is famous in this great motorsport that's uh, much loved by us and everyone mm. around the world uh, this is second only to lyddon hill as the most historic circuit um in the world and you've won here now for you personally in your in your context because rallycross has you know it's been your life since mm. you're a kid uh, because of your dad and your family um so give us a sense of what it means to you that you're you've won around and it's here at estering and you are a winner no i mean it's it's uh, you know like i said after the finish line, i was speak speechless and now it's starting to set in that i won, won a world rx event i mean it's the world's best rally driver and i i, I beat them and i mean <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to understand that but of course to win here was actually uh, fun because my father has won here before so it was like a little bit of you know i had already some fans because of my father and stuff like that so i, I felt felt good support here and and I like the track. It was my first race here, so, so it was good that, that I learned it quick. Um, and it's a very good time of the year to deliver such a good performance when you've been consistent all year anyway, uh, to deliver a great performance here because, of course, it's towards the end of a season. There may be opportunities for drives. Uh, do you know yet what your plans are for next year? Is, do you have to stay with the family team? Is there opportunities? What's the score for 2017? 
at the moment I'm I'm just focused to to do, do this last race and then we see what happens. You you never know. That's silly season hasn't started really yet, but we'll see what happens. Rallycross is getting really big from each year, so it will have a great future. Uh, and finally, um, it's very nice that so many people have been congratulating you and, and and complimenting you around the paddock because a lot of the people here that you've kind of grown up in the, in a rallycross family. What's mm. what's been the sort of most meaningful congratulations you've had since crossing the finish line as winner? No, I have to say, Peter. I mean, he he was really you know he really said that the, that the move I did in the first corner was was I mean impressive. So and. He's a guy that I, I I always looked up to, you know, since I was a little boy. So, so that was the most meaningful. But I mean, like you said, I know a lot of people in the paddock, and every every congratulations means a lot. Great. Well, here's another one. Congratulations, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in Argentina, Kevin. Thank you. See you. Then. Great start by all six cars. Solberg though is level with Extra up towards turn one. Extra's going to run wide. So the championship might go down to the last round after all. Great driving by Extra now. He's found his pace a little bit more. Bringing up the rear in P5, Matthias Extra, the world rallycross champion. Well, things have quietened down here at EKSRX, standing in front of the banner that says, number one, 2016, Matthias Ekstrom, FIA World Rallycross Champion. Thank you all for your support. And standing next to me is Matthias himself, who is, after round 11 of the championship this year, world champion. Has it managed to sink in yet, Matthias? Yeah, slowly but gently. I'm starting to enjoy it. And um, for sure, it's not done yet. I mean, it's still young hours, and now the regular hard work starts to to pack everything up and uh, take a shower and get ready for the uh, for the dinner tonight so well, it's definitely starting to sink in and we really enjoy the moment um as we're here many of the key people are still around should we walk around and meet some of the team that have made this possible yeah uh, i think i will start uh, with my best friend because um, everybody has a friend in life and i don't have so many <laughs> <laughs> strangely and uh, we have come to one of the guys who did uh, do some races for EKS. Uh, I recognize yeah, him. Yeah, he did some races. He was also part of uh, designing cases. <laughs> he was doing uh, development testing before this season when I couldn't. So he, I think it was three days or something that he was uh, taking care of our development. So he can introduce himself. I'm Edward Sandstrom. Yeah, uh, we've seen the, your the, name on the side yeah, of the car. Yeah, I was doing some races yeah. in the World RX uh, in the beginning of this story in 2014 and one race in 2015 and uh, normally I'm uh, Audi works driver in the GT program so yeah but uh, it's nice to be to be here and to uh, yeah to uh, celebrate this together with Matthias for sure and as Matthias has come to you first as his friend tell us what Matthias is like as a friend uh, it's a very trustable friend if he if he becomes your friend you can trust that you have a loyal person behind you he will always try to help you uh, he is always willing to share his knowledge if you give your if you give a op if you're open against him and no one to uh, fight against you will always have a loyal and and uh, a friend with a lot of knowledge into motorsport and a lot of other areas so so for me my best friend in life, I would say. Wow, and you must be very proud of him today on this big day. And congratulations on your part in this success. Yeah, it was. It was not that big, <laughs> but uh, but uh, 
if you can put a little part into something, it's always great. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks. Your, your tent always yeah. smells really good. Yeah. And I think this is you one know, of the reasons this why. This is the biggest secret of EKS. Um, it's not really a secret, but the biggest secret of the success, but he's not the secret. It's our cook, Jonas Landmark. Probably the best cook in the world. And uh, cooking for the Swedish king and cooking for world champions. That uh, sounds quite nice. I'd let Jonas talk to you as well. So give us a guide as to what what kind of delights you've been cooking this weekend for the team? Uh, What's the fuel in the bellies yeah, of the champion? Uh, I think um, uh, the main thing this weekend was was elk from Sweden. We, I bring with me some elk and some for this um, celebration uh, tonight. We had bleak crew with reindeer heart. So we, we take a, a little bit of the of the food from the area where I live in Sweden, from Jämtland. Very nice. Yep. Before the first race, we got the new team member who was supposed to drive the truck. Now he is probably doing everything that you could possibly do, and that's uh, who is you? What's your name? Jaren Persson. He drives trucks, he packs cases, he helps the chef, he takes care of electricity, <laughs> and he's always smiling. That's why we love him. Yeah. Well, very it's good. It's a perfect team to work in. Oh, how lovely. Thank so you very much. So now we come to the most crazy guy in the team. He's not always with us. Kaspar. Um, now we are uh, having a tour. Could you please try to stand still for one minute? Just to yeah. set the scene, Casper yeah. is standing on a hoverboard. Yeah, Casper um, take care of the crazy stuff and the dangerous stuff, which are drones and gimbals and hoverboards. So how do you feel working with EKS? I think it's amazing. Like all the people here, it's such a big group. It's uh, such a big... Uh, uh, community like a family almost mm -hmm. it's amazing and we saw some of the, your drone shots this weekend have been fantastic yeah uh, so what's it like to sort of film you know this footage from your angle from within the team it's really stressful but also really fun he's a future man yeah he's <laughs> our future man <laughs> close by is one of the biggest uh, thanks Kaspar thanks Kaspar. Uh, uh, one of our um, biggest heroes that no one have ever seen of only seen what he's doing mm -hmm. and he's taking care of the uh, editing most of the films or video clips mm -hmm. and I uh, let him introduce himself because he can speak pretty good English oh, much good. better than me <laughs> <laughs> it's funny also no one has seen me and no they won't see me here no, either. this is an audio podcast yeah yeah, yeah but it's a lovely format and uh, we can all say I'm a great-looking guy so <laughs> oh, yeah definitely no yeah, my name is Teen uh, yes I've been part of this since the beginning and uh, yeah we're trying to create uh, we're trying to capture more likely the, the feeling that Matthias set out to uh, to find from the beginning and yeah it's been a really good journey doing that and how can you possibly capture the emotion and the the level of success that has happened today here at Estering well today hasn't really sunken in yet mm. so it's pretty hard to uh, to uh, of course we did some preparation we did this uh, video that's been posted today um, so from day one to day 857 uh, so but it's real easy when you work with someone like Matthias because everything is always possible mm -hmm. today just now we did a Facebook live when he went out on the on the track and did donuts and stuff like that it takes five minutes to set up and everything is uh, super easy so and he's yeah the perfect guy to work with so it makes my job a lot easier amazing thank you well long may it continue what's so, the significance of 857 days explain to the listeners who don't 857 know 857 days since uh, we first entered the race 
and that was hell in Norway. Mm -hmm. So that's the 857 days. And uh, two of the guys that were in hell the very first time are the mechanics on my car. They can introduce themselves. What, uh, what's your name? Henrik. Family name? Person. What's your name? Tony Pumano. And those two guys must have the biggest patience of all because they repair my car after each time I crash it. As it looks now bad behind us. Yeah, Luckily no one can see, but I give the microphone to them and you can ask them whatever you want. This year or in the last, in the 857 days of this project, when's the, the time that the cars come back from Matthias and you've just stood there and shook your head and gone, what have you done? <laughs> Where's that moment? <laughs> Oh, a lot of moments. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but for me, the biggest moment was here in Buxtehude two years ago, when he was way off leading with maybe five seconds. And I was going down to take hit tire pressures, and then he hit the tire barrier. <laughs> and when he, I didn't see it, because I, I wasn't able to spectate. And when he came in, I, I thought, I asked him, had someone been driving into you, or what happened? <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 it's my fault. Quite, <laughs> quite stressed and a lot of adrenaline, but that's, that was a big mark of how much stress, how much punish you could give to a rallycross car, but still drive it. Yeah, a, it's, it, you don't win anything if you don't want to do it really much. Uh, you must have this passion and everything for it. And that's, the main thing in this team we have a lot of passion and everybody wants to win so that's why i think and now you've done it congratulations yeah. uh, that, that that noise is toppy's car here is the one yeah here is the one um here is the guy taking care of all the parts on the car first and of all designing. i just want to set the scene this is the uh there's loads of rods racks suspension springs loads of millions of parts this is like the secret compartment yeah. and of all the bits here is the doctor of the audi s1 uh, eks quattro and i give you the hand to the man himself i'm janne from team eks i'm the technical director for the moment i am exactly doing packing a case with spare part for the next race in argentina Okay, and um, we're moving on to Argentina, where this team could win the team's championship as well, which would be a pretty impressive double. Yeah, that's the next target now. Just reload for the team. Cool. Well, here's Matthias back. Thank you very much, Jana. Thank you. Congratulations again. So, without Janne, I can tell you there would have been no way in heaven I could run this project, because he had been, uh, I would say, the most important man. And here we come to the guys, also some hard workers. Uh, just um, see, they love Kersher, uh, <laughs> high pressure cleaning machines. And here are two of the uh, guys which are uh, uh, a bit crazy. In, in every team you have a crazy guy. <laughs> and we have the craziest guy and the oldest guy. Uh, he can introduce himself. There's no way that can be me. <laughs> yeah, he's 50 and crazy. That is so awesome because most often the young people are crazy, but I, I leave it to you. He's my tire guy and doing lots of different steps as well. Yeah, but I'm still a world champion because I'm a mechanical Matthias car. And Matthias, by the way, we don't make the cars this greasy. You do. So thanks for having us on a victory <laughs> night washing your car. Thank you, Matthias. <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, he still won the gold medal, so he's still fine. Tell, tell us what your name is. Tony. To, Tony, what's your surname? Uh, Hildingson. And how long have you been with the EKSRS uh, project? 2015 and this year. So I wasn't with them the first season, but we're, we're with them for two seasons now. So okay, it's the second year. I know now 
we have, I, I saw behind us mm -hmm. one of the, another secret uh, weapons in our team. Okay. It's in the, the most quiet room of the team, it's where the engineers sit. Also the most well-educated guys, they've been studying, they know how to behave, they have no structure, discipline. So we knock before we go in, otherwise they get angry. <laughs> Hello, Johan. Um, Hello, Johan. His name is Johan Svensson. He is one of the engineers in the team, but he do loads of different other stuff. Here it has to be quiet, as you hear, and uh, I hand you the microphone to Johan, and don't ask any rude questions. <laughs> Yeah, because suddenly it feels very serious and quiet in here. <laughs> Thank you, Matthias. Yeah, so this is lovely in here. I've not been inside this. It's like, a, I imagine, like the front of a spaceship yeah. uh, would be. Um, yeah. And in fact, there's so many computers. Give us an idea of what you're looking at now and what kind of data you analyze sort of between races, during races. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we analyze the data from the cars. Mm -hmm. uh, we have both the VBOX data with GPS and uh, speed and uh, position on the track. And uh, then we have the engine data, uh, where we look at the R RPM and the boost and everything. And um, I especially look at the starch uh, to see or try to improve the starch as much as possible. Yeah, because we see you every event two, three, four times a day with a little machine, which looks like a cross between a scooter and a vacuum cleaner um, on the start grid, backwards and forwards. What exactly is that measuring and how does it help the race? Uh, when I'm out with the machine, I'm uh, measuring the traction on the start grid. And uh, with this information, we try to uh, improve and see some relations between different parameters. Um, see, he's using long words. You can tell he's educated. <laughs> well, I'll let you go that's back to your... say. I mean, don't disturb him. He's analyzing. Sorry, don't don't leave sorry. him alone. Thanks, Johan, for your kind words. <laughs> so, as you understand, now we exit the room, we close the door again, mm -hmm. and... Uh, back into the chaos. Yeah, now back into uh, uh, chaos. And uh, now you can say we've been... Uh, more or less, I have to see if we can find the big boss. Oh, okay. Everybody has a big boss. Uh, I thought you were the big boss. No, everybody thinks, but I'm not. <laughs> I think the big boss sits in here. It's another room, and now it's even closed and locked. <gasps> so we go in here and try. Um, here is the CEO uh, of EKS. Okay. And uh, everybody knows that it's no joke. He can introduce himself. He's okay. also well-educated. <laughs> uh, we are doing a podcast, so... Uh, now, if the, other si if the other side was like the front of a spaceship, this is like the front of a luxury yacht in here. Uh, <laughs> it's great to meet you. Could you. Because this is a podcast, could you tell us what your full name is, please? My name is Klaus Buhmann, and I'm CEO of the, of the team. And how big a deal is it that you are world champion today and also that you are in Estering when you could have been uh, not here at all? You could have been, Matthias could have been racing a DTM, but you were here and you did it. Uh, that's... Uh there's no word for it, absolutely no word for it. I mean, when we started this project three years ago, this was our goal. And we didn't know until three weeks ago that they would allow him to, to race here. And for us, that's awesome. It's fantastic. And thank you very much to the Audi people that let him go mm -hmm. to be racing here. And we did it. You definitely did. Yeah. Uh, did when it started three years ago, did you? obviously it was a goal, it was an ambition. But did you really think it was possible to win the World Rallycross Championship? Of course. We said, Matthias and I said, uh, together with Johnny, how long would it take to be world champion? And we decided to, it will take three years. Oh, really? So this is on target? Yeah, it's on target. 
it's even more than on target because we have one race more to go <laughs> and we can still be even champion in teams. Yeah. So we are not done yet. We have one more target to reach. While he's not in here, just give us a quick insight into what Matthias is like to work with as a, as a gentleman, but also as a driver across the board. Whew. That will take some hours to describe because he's a very, he's a very complicated uh, personality because he's so brilliant in so many ways. I mean, most racing drivers are good at driving, mm -hmm. but Matthias is good is in so many other things as well. I mean, he's very skilled in, 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 in the technical part of the car and he's very skilled in marketing and he's a great, he's a great leader because what he does, I mean, when we started this up three years ago, Matthias was three weeks in Sweden working with the team and he was working flat out. I mean, working from seven in the morning till 12 or one in the night, uh, day out and day in. And that's awesome. And I mean, that's also set standard of the, the, for the team, definitely. So everyone looks up to him and if he's still working, then it means everyone else is inspired to still work. Correct. Excellent. And I, at, what point, at what point did you um, get the uh, celebratory winners jackets and t-shirts printed? How long ago? <laughs> That's a secret. Okay. I won't tell you. <laughs> okay. But it's lovely to see them and thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. So that was uh, a couple of the guys. I mean, I could introduce to each single one, but then it will be a long day for you because I think this weekend we were about 20, but now you have a various mixture from the from the team members and I said the ones you, uh, we haven't mentioned they're still very valuable to us and um, so happy not only for me but for each individual because mm -hmm. what we achieved was our goal uh, and now we're there so tonight we'll go and have a team dinner and enjoy and uh, until then play the EKS uh, favorite song number one <laughs> well it was lovely to see how much it meant to you earlier because you were very emotional and we were emotional too because you're truly a deserving champion. Thank you very much, Matthias. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Amika. Well, that was a very interesting insight behind the scenes to Matthias Ekstrom's team. Uh, now I've moved up to the uh, spotter's tower, which is dark and spooky, especially because I have two men standing next to me, <laughs> one of whom is pretending to be one of the ghosts that's freaked him out in his, in his hotel room the last few <laughs> nights. It's Andrew Coley. And next to him is uh, World Rallycross genius and journalist Hal Ridge, who also, uh, if you watch the programme, uh, does step in to be my co-reporter. Um, so, Hal, I've just had a really nice sort of behind-the-scenes look at EKSRX. Can you give us a sense in the history of Rallycross how sort of much of an impact they've made with their big setup and their, their different ambition? It's easy to forget how short an amount of time they've been in the sport. They've got a lovely video playing this evening that's been prepared that acknowledges that this is their 857th day in World RX, which is staggering really and even more staggering in, in that is on their 22nd day they won at Hollius for the first time with Matthias in 2014. They have changed the game, the way they present themselves, the ethos in the team, it's it's lovely and the fact that Matthias is, is like Timmy Hansen, like Johan Christofsson, that he's been in this paddock for, for much of his life, although he's been away for a long time doing his uh, racing driver career you know it's a nice full circle and i really really think that's why he was so emotional this evening and a deserving world champion in your opinion absolutely yeah i think he's one of the best racing drivers in the world personally the way he can place a car the way he can overtake people his rallycross ability is without question he came into the sport and was immediately fast in the mark and polo when he did the swedish round 
yeah, deserving champion. And Andrew, I, I wasn't there because I was with another team, but apparently he was very emotional in the press conference and, and told a few stories about things that have got him to this point. Can you just kind of pre-see that a little bit? Yeah, I'm really hoping you'll get the chance to see that on social media. It may be out by the time the podcast is out, but we, we got him in after the, the winner's podium because, of course, he wasn't on the podium. And I'd actually said at breakfast this morning, oh, what if Matthias isn't on the podium, we don't get to talk to him. So we grabbed him and we talked to him at length. And, and the room was so quiet. It was so unusual to see the press room go that quiet. Everybody stopped. And he ran through these things that he rated as... as such important moments in his career, his first touring car title, first DTM, race of champions, but also his influences. And we know about Walter Rawl and Stig Blomqvist, but he, he also name-checked Michael Schumacher and Colin McRae. And McRae's a hero of mine, and he's obviously a hero of Matthias's. And it, you need to see the interview to, to get the full effect of it. But he was brilliant. He's very emotional again. He was super open. And I questioned him about, you know, you've been so calm this weekend, it's been a bit scary. And uh, he really opened up about how actually he wasn't that, as calm on the inside as, as he looked on the outside. It was... Uh, it was a pleasure to see him like that. I like Matthias. He's a really nice guy. He's ever so serious and ever so focused a lot of the time, but he's been very generous to, to let people like me, Hal and yourself, into his kind of inner circle quite a lot. Uh, not necessarily on air, but he's, he's, a, he's a cool guy. And all that groundwork at the start of the year, the three wins in a row, you know, a massively deserving champion. Well, I, I couldn't do what I do without his coffee. Uh, his coffee is the best <laughs> coffee in the paddock. Uh, paddock. Hal, um, the other big story of the weekend, as far as I'm concerned, unless you have other stories that you want to talk about, um, is Kevin Erickson. Comes in here, wins the race, his first final in World RX, and converts it to a win. How big a deal is that? I think it highlights how competitive Rallycross is, because if you'd have said at the start of the weekend, who can win this event, with absolutely no disrespect to Kevin, you wouldn't have put him in that bracket. His move in the first corner was absolutely incredible. I mean genuinely incredible. But last week he pulled off a similar move in the final round of the Rally X Nordic series in Sweden. He'd already won the championship in the intermediate classification and he'd had a battle with Peter Hedstrom in the semi-finals and he pulled off a very, very similar move. He was determined to make it first into the first corner, then from the second row. And what he did today was, was very, very similar to that. It takes a huge amount of skill and um, confidence in your ability to, to even attempt that manoeuvre rather than tucking in behind whoever's in front of you and he is a lad with a huge amount of talent and it's not from a karting background he hasn't come through a racing ladder he's done a lot of folk racing in Sweden he's done a lot of club races you know when he gets a weekend off him and his brother and Sebastian Eriksson his very close friends they go folk racing they build cars in the garage at, at home and they go folk racing the next weekend he's racing in the FA World Rallycross Championship and now winning you know he's a he's a lovely chap and a, and a really deserving winner this weekend I think he knew the move was a long shot having seen him in the press conference yeah it's silly things like he's, he wasn't sitting in the middle of the backdrop and obviously all the guys are always in the press conference know where they sit and that this has got to be in the background and the cameraman's going to do that and Kevin as you said Hal he hadn't even made a final you know I looked at my stats when he was winning and I'm trying to glance down and do the commentary and I'm like I don't think he's made a final. He can't have not made a final and then win. And but that move, that oh, that medal, a gold medal, <laughs> like I said in in the comms. So uh, just a quick wrap up here. Uh, it's been amazing at Estering, historic circuit, beautiful place to come in the forests. Uh, a quick throw forward to Argentina. Our next round in a little while. Uh, what's what can we expect when we go back to Rosario? 
Uh, we can expect a fight for the team's title. You know, the, the, the first and second place, basically, you've got Peugeot versus EKS. EKS have got the upper hand in that one thanks to this weekend. Although Toppy went out, neither of the Peugeots made it either. So um, I, I think they've got the upper hand there. But there are a lot of points up for grabs. I think it's something like 56 points you can win if you've got a perfect first and second for the team. And there's not that many in it. Uh, and then it's Hoonigan versus Volkswagen RX Sweden for, for P3 and P4. So someone's not going to get a, a step on the podium for the teams. And, and, and you know, that's, that's going to be disappointing for them. And I think the, uh, the, the battle for second and third in the Drivers' Championship is equally as exciting because, as Johan Christofferson and Sebastian Nober both said to me this evening, I don't want to finish fourth. I don't think any of them are particularly bothered whether they're second or third. They want to go to the FIA Awards Gala. They don't want to be fourth place in the World Rallycross Championship. That's great. What a great insight. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for listening to the uh, podcast. Um, please do share it and like it. Uh, you know, do a rating on iTunes and uh, follow all things World Rallycross with the hashtag WorldRx. But from me, Andrew, Hal, and everyone on the podcast and everyone on the team, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in Argentina.